0: Um, when I was in college, I had this professor named Dean Fleming, and he was uh, by far my favorite professor, and one of the things that he would do, i to take off my diabetes belt, so excuse me, <laughs> uh, one of the things that he would do was he would quote scripture all the time, so you'd open up into his classroom, and he would quote for you a uh, scripture, he'd been working on and this guy knew a lot of scripture and i remember um one day in particular uh, we were in um we were going over the synoptic gospels so matthew mark and luke and uh, we were getting into the the sermon on the mount and he took the time and he quoted the the whole thing to us and When I heard it for the first time, I I was like, oh my goodness, like, that's a lot of scripture to memorize. And then just hearing the words as if this was Jesus speaking them, because these are the words that Jesus actually spoke. Um, And it really inspired me. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to learn the Sermon on the Mount, because it just really had an impact on me. And so uh, tonight it's going to be probably a little bit of a shorter sermon. And I've done this before one other time here at the church. Um, but we're going to go over the, the Sermon on the Mount, and that's in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And what I'm going to ask you guys to do is not to look at your Bible, um, not to be looking at your phones or anything like that, but to be listening as this was Jesus's actual sermon, he spoke these words to actual people, to his disciples. And this is the kind of life that that Christ is calling us to. And um, at the very beginning, he says, blessed are the poor in spirit. And so you might hear this um, tonight, and you might be overwhelmed with the fact that And this type of life that Jesus is calling us to, there's no way that I can do it. Well, that's why he said at the very beginning, blessed are the poor in spirit. You can't do it. But it's through his power that we can live this life. But we have to be, um, there's a guy who said, merged with him, that we have to be connected to him, that we have to be dependent on him for the rest of this sermon to take place in our lives, to have this type of heart in our our lives and our actions. So, maybe uh, it might be good for you just to close your eyes and listen. Um, it might just be good for you to just watch and listen. Um, but uh, just know that this is the sermon that Jesus spoke to his disciples. So let's pray. Lord, we, we love you. We thank you, God, for who you are. Lord, I pray that, um, that right now, God, that you would speak as we hear, hear this sermon, Lord, that you gave long ago, God, and we hear how applicable it is to our lives today. God, I pray that we would be challenged, and Lord, that we be encouraged, Lord, to, to have this type of life. And uh, we just pray that you would speak in your name, we pray. Amen. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Rejoice and be glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its saltiness, how can be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do men take a lamp and Put it on, uh put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine, is that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them But to fulfill them, for truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest lawyer, not the least stroke of the pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you, anyone who's angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to the brother or sister, Raka, will be answerable to the courts. And anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell. If you go to the altar and there, remember, your brother or sister has something there against you, leave your gift there at the altar. First, go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Sell matters quickly with your adversary who's taking you to the court. Do it while you're still together on the way, or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you, anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, except for sexual immorality, makes her a victim of idolatry. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oaths, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath by, at all, either by heaven for his God's throne or by earth for his God's footstool or by Jerusalem for his city of a great king. And do not swear by your head, because you cannot make either one hair black or white. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other cheek also. And if someone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand them your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks of you, and don't turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies. And pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the good and the evil. He sends rain to the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you only greet your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be... Perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen like them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So, when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do, for they love to do it in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received a reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what you've done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray... Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the streets to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received your reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what you've done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who have debted us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive others when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they love to disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting do not be like that but when you fast put oil on your head wash your face so it's not obvious to others that you are fasting but only to your father who is unseen then your father who sees what you've done in secret will reward you do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy and thieves break in and steal. But store for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart is also. The eye is the lamp of the whole body. If the eyes are healthy, the whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light inside you is darkness how great is that darkness no one can serve two masters either he will hate one and love the other or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other you cannot serve both god and money Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is life not more than food and the, the body more than clothes? L- look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store and weigh in barns. Yet does not your heavenly Father feed them? Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? Look how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spend, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. Do not not judge or you too will be judged the same way that you judge others you will be judged and the measure that you used it will be measured to you why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye yet ignore the plank in your own eye How can you say to your brother, let me get that speck out of your eye. When the whole time you got a plank in your own eye, you hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye. Then you will be able to see clearly to get the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. Otherwise, they may trample them under their feet, turn and tear you to pieces. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. To everyone who asks, receives. To the one who seeks, finds. To the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you, if, if your son asks for bread, would give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, would give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil know how to give good gifts how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him so in everything do unto others as you would have them do to you for this sums up the law and the prophets enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. A good tree will produce good fruit, and a bad tree will produce bad fruit. And every tree that produces bad fruit will be cut off and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like the wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But anyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great, crash when Jesus had finished teaching these things the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law Lord we love you and God we just pray Lord, that our eyes would be open, Lord, to what you're calling us to. Lord, your word is challenging. You don't pull any punches. I pray, God, that we would be people of your word and people who put these things into practice. We love you so much, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. When I was memorizing this, you, you start to see different things. Um, and probably the most difficult one to to say is the, the final chapter in Matthew, in the, in the Sermon on the Mount is Matthew 7. And it says in there that we need to enter through the narrow gate, as wide as the gate and broad as the road that leads to destruction. And then he goes on, and then he has the audacity to say that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my Father. And it's like Jesus is just steeping on this heavy, heavy stuff. And, and the Ten Commandments that, that God gave us in the Old Testament, it's like, okay, if we, if we get angry, the, the final point is we can't murder them, okay? So... I won't murder him, so I'm good with God. But here, Jesus, man, he makes it even more difficult. He makes it an issue of the heart. He says, man, if, you, if you're angry with a brother or sister, you're not right with God. And it's like, okay, well, I can think as much as I want to, and as long as I don't sleep with another woman or another man, then I'm good. And Jesus is like, man, if you're looking at them with lustful eyes, you're committing adultery. And and Jesus just steps it up and if you hear this sermon and you're overwhelmed and you're like how can anyone live this type of life that every action and every every part of my being is is for to be for god and his kingdom and that i'm giving stuff away to the poor and when people ask me and abuse me and my time and my resources that i just keep giving and i'm keep generous and and that i have the right mindset when people are angry at me that i would just show them love and I'm supposed to love my enemies, and does the Lord even know what my enemy has done to me, and like, how am I supposed to live this life? And we come back to the very beginning. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. If you become overwhelmed with this type of living good, you're in the right place. Know that you cannot do it on your own, that you have to be one with Jesus, that in step by step, in decision by decision, that you are one with Jesus, and God, that you're the one who's making decisions. I'm just going to follow you. Jesus lived out the sermon that he preached, and he's calling us to do it. We can't do it on our own. We must follow him. We must give him everything that we have. We must be the place to say, God, I, I can't do it on my own. I need you. I pray that's where we are today. I just want everybody to close their eyes and bow their heads. And if you heard this uh, sermon tonight and you say, man, the Lord was convicting me of something, would you just raise your hand? Mm-hmm. And you say, God, I, I I need you in my life to to work this out in me. Would you just raise your hand? Amen. Lord, you see the desires of our heart. God, we know that we can't do this on our own. Lord, I pray that we would be poor in spirit, that we would be meek, that we would be peacemakers, that we would be people who hunger and thirst for righteousness, that we would be pure in heart, God, I just pray that we would be all in for you. And Lord, when you're calling us, Lord, to go the extra mile, to turn the other cheek, Lord, that we would be people who do that. And Lord, that our light might shine, that you may be glorified, Maybe so in Marshfield. In Jesus' name, amen. Right. You guys are dismissed. Thank you so much.